Okay. Are you ready? Are you done? With your, you're gonna hear a lot of sniffling and probably a little bit of, uh, probably just a little bit of coffee drinking. Coffee guzzling. Would you pl quit touching your mic? I'm trying to get it adjusted, man. <laughs> Calm touch down. The you, touch the you wanted me on this. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Being the only person left that could do it, that really means he wants you on it. I could have been doing that. <laughs> Yeah, but we need that done well. See, it finally comes out. You finally speak the truth. <laughs> no, see. No, that's your, you're the one that said, I don't take pictures good. I don't, and and want to learn to do other stuff good, too. <laughs> Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Don't Read Good and Want to Learn to Do Other Stuff Good, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, give school. me a test on yours. What is this, a school for ants? It's going to have to be at least three times this big. How's that? Does he sound good in all yours? Yeah, we all do. Could, all you, right. could you mute him? It sound better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stolzfus. We are here in Nebraska. It is the last morning of our hunt, and we're sitting in a wall tent with the fire cranking and coffee in our hands. And we got a story to tell, and that's what I want to do this morning. I just want to recap the hunt. It's been a unique hunt, and the conclusion is not finalized right now. Um, so I'm sitting here to my left with Tanner Vernon. To my right, Levi Mayfield, cameraman extraordinaire. And across from me, C.J. Davis, uh, president of Montana Decoy, who this is not your first time out here. No, but I've done just as good this time as I did the first time. Yeah, the first time you Whiffed, had had missed, that had choked. that close close encounter, could not shoot him because all you had was the back of his head and antler. You could see until he stood up and that sixth sense kicked in, and he turned around and looked at you at four yards. He was gone. Yeah, yeah. you remember though, he was facing the bank. It was weird. It was of, weird. He wasn't bedded with his right. back to the bank. He was facing the bank. Right. Right. So we're here, and um, when we got here, you actually had to come in a, a day late. Yeah, my son's final football game right. of the season. I didn't want to miss that. So. Right. so November 21st, or I'm sorry, October 21st, we came um, out, set up camp, and uh, we actually had a chance to get out that first morning. <laughs> Levi, you showed up. Um, Kyle who is taking pictures right now, the other cameraman, uh, came in the same day you did, which was the 22nd. But but we got up the morning of the 21st and... Second. Of, I mean, excuse me, yeah. The, the, we got here the, the 21st, got up the morning of the 22nd. Talk us through that morning. Well, it was a little bit... It was kind of slow. We were actually a little bit worried that we weren't going to find very many bucks and... I don't remember. Where did we we last from the windmill? Yeah. The morning, the first morning from the north side on the windmill, mm -hmm. and didn't see. We saw I saw one buck disappear into a draw with does, and then we were kind of. It's kind of all we had. Yeah, normally we will see maybe two or three bucks throughout um, the the topography if you will and of course or more for for those people who haven't listened to the other nebraska podcasts um 
this is broken country. What I mean by that is it's a bunch of series of draws. If you were to look at it from a like Onyx, you would see Agland, and then all of a sudden there's quite a series of. Do you guys hear that buzzing? Yeah. I don't. No. Hear, I don't hear it now. Okay. Sorry, sorry, people. But there's all of a sudden it opens up into uh, one long series of draws with lots of fingers off of it. I hope I'm making sense there. And some of these are 200 feet deep. Um, I mean, it's not the roughest country, but there's enough cuts in it that if you go up and down enough times, what did we do yesterday? Seven miles. You know, in this, and there's always more of those cuts than you think. Oh yeah, always. Yeah. So it's a perfect habitat for food and cover. And what you do is you're dealing with deer just finding these holes and disappearing. So what we're looking for first first light is to find those deer moving to their bed or moving to a main drainage, and then we send in snoops aka Tanner Vernon and he gets in there he'll get an angle and find them in their bed and then yeah but that morning we didn't see much no we didn't see very much at all and then I don't think it was till like after lunch that we we kind of went into a, or I did where did where did you guys we went back right there we found that boat that you found that morning was it that's belt. right you so you went north and I went south into those into those drainages and I you guys ended up finding the buck that I saw disappear with the doe and then I found another buck bedded in a in a pretty good spot and we got together and you guys you and Levi went after went after that buck that I found bedded and that was like it I think I texted you you were on your way from the airport and Mm -hmm. I said we found a decent buck in a good place we can sit on him till you get here, and you said no. Go after him. Go kill him. That's exactly what I said. So, um, I didn't feel any any way shame or despair for taking a run at him, and that was a pretty good play, except that we didn't have much wind. Yeah, yeah. The and there was there ended up being another buck in there with him, but you got you kind of came in. He side-held to him, and he was bedded under a bank, and I think you got to, what, like 15 yards? To the cut bank, so he was probably just a yard closer because he was at the bottom of that cut bank. Yeah. Um, the way the, the, the draw laid, it allowed you to take the long lens and go up on the opposite bank mm-hmm. and video down. Levi and I... Went up there. We got up there, what? We were probably 150 yards. Nah, probably 120 yards away. And I said, we're going to have to take our shoes off. It was just that quiet, wasn't it? It was horrible. <laughs> I mean, you would... I was, and it sounds like... Because I'm, I'm running headphones. Right. So, so you can hear everything. it sounds even everything. worse yeah. running the headphones. All I hear is... I'm like, God, this is never going to work. <laughs> right. So what we're trying to do, of course, for those people that are trying to picture this, is we've got the camera on the far side and then the hunter which was me in this situation going up with the cameraman following him correct ideally getting two angles right right 
So we got up, got our shoes off, got to how close? Um, I would say we probably got six, 60 yards, and then I really started slowing down. <clears throat> and that's when it was kind of funny because Levi only moved when I moved. And I would stand there, and it might be a minute, minute and a half until a gust of wind came, and I could hear the grass rustling, and then I would take as many steps until the grass quit rustling. And we kept getting closer. And you finally, how far were you when you finally just stopped and said, I'm going to stay back here? If you was 15, I was probably... 30? At least 30, 35, something you, like that. I mean, you were, you were not far behind me. Yeah. So I just knew there wasn't no way both of us going to get up there and be able to see him. So I figured I'd keep the camera angle on you. Because I knew he'd have the other angle. Uh, so. so I moved up, and I just kept glassing. And I just kept glassing. And finally, <clears throat> as I moved up, I was gaining a little elevation. But again, he was over the side of the bank up against a cut bank so i'm coming at him he's quartering to me laying looking to my right out down the draw and all i can see is, is i finally get to where i can see his rump and i'm um i'm in a bit of a quagmire i don't know what to do so my thought is i could maybe see if i could get tanner to pop up a decoy get him to stand even then, the shot's not going to be real great. Um, and as I'm going through the scenarios in my in my mind, I I think I took a step or you know adjusted my weight or something, and he heard something. And I, as a buck, as as bucks do, they'll get up um, unless they're really super alert. Get up with their butts first and then stand up. And I saw his butt get up in the air. And so then I was like, okay, I got to get ready. And when he stood up, he must have seen me come to full draw. Because I tried to crouch down and come to full draw. And so he ran around uh, out to the main bottom of the draw, straight below me, 20 yards. Except... And stopped. And that's the crazy thing. Usually, when they do that, they don't stop till they're on the opposite bank. Mm -hmm. And um, which I had ranged, knew exactly how far that was, and um, ended up stopping right below me. And I'm at full draw. Perfect scenario. Except there was three yuccas. And so I could see his the back of his body. And his head was behind a yucca, which was probably, how far were those yuccas, Levi, five yards from me, in front of me? Probably that, five yeah. or ten, something like that. And so I, I moved a little bit to the left and thought I could see the vitals with just the tips of the yuccas. Boy, was I wrong. Boing. I sent her. <laughs> I went ahead and sent her. And it hit that yucca and skipped off and shot high. How high did you shoot? Oh, it went over his back, what, yeah. two foot, didn't it? Yeah. When it, finally, when it hit, it skipped over it pretty, mm -hmm. pretty high. It wasn't uh, like I almost nicked him. I, I, I ended up being to where I'm like, what the? 
And you can see it, my GoPro, you can see it on the footage. Yeah. I think, Levi, that was the first thing you said, is you bounced it off that yucca, didn't you, or something? Yeah, because when, when he ran out, I couldn't see him. Below, because he was too far below Yeah, he was me. just at that, that drop-off below me. So I'm, like, frantically, like, oh, crap, what do I do? And then the process, I'm like, well, he's got to come out. So I just wait till he comes out, and then you shot, and I seen that yucca just flopping. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he hit that yucca. Yeah. So, um, I don't shoot with a quiver on. I don't like to. And I'd left my quiver back by my cameraman. And so then he stopped broadside, not knowing anything of what had happened. This is after you sent one over him. Right. 51 yards. Standing there for probably 30 seconds. Wouldn't a good cameraman have picked up your quiver and carried it with him too, so he could hand you another well, I thought arrow? That he could probably just throw it, you know, throw the arrow to, had to him. The quiver, but the good cameraman was 15 yards away from him. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. The thought, my thought process actually said that I could throw an arrow to him, but the deer's probably just going to run off anyway. So. Yeah. Well. And and anyway. Catch. <laughs> so we. And the good cameraman could have brought him an arrow, but that was a couple hundred yards out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So that was day one, and that was pretty cool. That was the only time you ran a camera this trip. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was dang good. <laughs> I felt like I could have done one thing different, which was I probably had enough time I could have stepped to the left a little more and got my clearer shot um, but what's done is done so then you know there you are and so we uh, we end up going well what do we do the next day um, by then you had got into camp mm -hmm. and so we came back and looked at the footage reminisced about the encounter talked about well you know all that all that stuff you do and uh and then kyle came in and and that was pretty much day one nothing else really happened did we did except for canyon crushed his 14 runs oh and that's right we we got back met you and heard that colt i got a hold of colt hosick and uh that canyon had a football game in mccook so we we're like, well, Mr. Buck, he's fine. We don't have any blood trail to go to. So, boom, we got changed, ran into McCook, had some, ate a quick dinner, and went to the, the football game, which was cool. That was a lot of fun. It was amazing, and I learned that every small-town football stadium in America needs a howitzer. And also, CJ needs a howitzer. Yes. Yes, I really want a howitzer. Yeah, every time the, they scored a touchdown, they uh, the – the howitzer went off, and we all pooped our pants. Think, At least the first when you, time. When you know somebody's there for the first time, you'd think somebody would go, oh, hey, by the way, we have this really loud howitzer that's going to go off if we score a touchdown. And here's the thing. We're going to probably score a touchdown, and you're not just going to hear it. You're going to feel it in your chest. Oh, yeah. CJ yeah. tried to video it like three times. And I couldn't hold the and phone he, every steady time every go time. Off, he'd still jump and be shaky on, <laughs> yeah. his, on his phone. I think I got it on that fourth one, though, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. And then at the end of the game, they did it like three times in a row. Yeah. That was just wrong. Had we known that, I would have gone down there and asked if I could have shot one of those. Yeah. Hey, do you mind if I pull the cord? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was fun. So we got back. It wasn't too late. Um, Kyle had met up with us. 
right? That yeah, because you came to the game yep. from Denver, um, and then uh, and then we're off and running the next morning. Well, was it foggy the next morning? No, it was nice the next morning, right? Mm-hmm. We had great conditions, so yep. we decided to split up, and uh, that was the we went to kind of the east side. East side. You guys were on the north side. And we saw some really decent bucks, but they were on the neighbors. (laughs) No, that was day day three. Was that day three? Mm -hmm. What did we see over there? We saw the... That was the three bucks that we saw. Yeah, the three bucks. Oh, that's right. That was the three bucks that dropped down. Okay. Yep. So we saw those bucks, then you picked them up. Well, I don't know if you guys saw them first. But, yeah, we uh, pretty much had been watching them when you texted us. We, we had been watching them also. Yeah. So. We were watching them from the tent before we even got okay. out there. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, we found some bucks, uh, <laughs> had an idea of where they were, and then they dropped in, and we lost them. We didn't, though. We kept eyes on them. <laughs> and they dropped in. and We're in a tough position. We had those three and two more. Yeah. Yeah, those other two on the bean field. Mm-hmm. Um they weren't as nice though. No, they went over and they, uh, they went they went west, straight west of us. Yeah. And then uh but the three nicer bucks they dropped in, but it was it was really overcast and not not super windy. And so they kind of bedded out in the open on this face. Kind of. <laughs> Okay. There were some I yuccas. Mean, I mean, they were in the open. There were some yuccas, man. <laughs> but they batted out there on that face, and because they don't, when it's overcast like that or cold, they don't need to be out of the sun. Which when they're, that's when they tuck in really deep. Um, when like into those little cuts is when it's really sunny and bright, and they're trying to get out of there. But when they can just sit out in the open and use their eyes, you know, and get the wind right on a hill, and you know, they're pretty. They uh, they make themselves hard to get to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they were, they're nice bucks though. Pretty dang nice bucks. Yeah, yeah. Probably the best we'd seen so far for sure. Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Uh, uh, you know, what was our plan then? Well, we uh, we knew we needed to just close the distance to get kind of within striking distance if they messed up and so we kind of went around the towards the back side of them across the field and parked and walked out to the edge and we could see down that draw and they're just you know bedded in the same exact place so but <clears throat> one thing in my mind the whole time is that all these does there's some does and everything around that they were all going to work back to that alfalfa field and so Kyle and I circled around and got to where we were, I mean, right above them in that draw, basically. Um, and then you guys tried to circle and get... And that draw ran right up to the alfalfa. Yep, straight to the alfalfa. There's kind of a little clump of cottonwoods there. Um, and I had seen with CJ the first year, I think we had seen those deer coming in and out of that draw same spot um and so we had an idea of how they moved right right there so that so when we got to the edge i think you guys went around you ended up bumping does right well we we tried to not (laughs) 
That was not uh, on purpose. We tried to loop around enough to where we could get that secondary camera up and allow get them bedded as hopefully you were going to make an approach. Yeah. It didn't work out like that. We bumped multiple does that then got up. I think we bumped two, a doe and a fawn, and then they ended up, by the time they got to the next draw, there was four of them. Yeah. So I think... And they ran right towards those bucks. Yeah, because where those bucks were, you know, I'm ranging, I'm ranging the bucks and ranging little, little dips and stuff in front of them just to see how close I could get. And I, I think in the original spot, I could have got fairly close. Um, when you mean fairly close, you mean within 30? No. Within 50? Within 60, I would say. Um, and that's... Yeah, it's it was just been hard. The best way would have been straight upwind of them because it just kind of rolled off to them, and there was a bunch of yuccas, and I probably could have crawled to ten yards if the. I mean, but that's why, that's why they're bedded there, right? Because they have the wind and they can see everything else, right? And that's why they bed anywhere. So, so I mean, I could have came in so, like beside them basically and gotten a little dip, but then I'm, when I lose that little elevation, I probably could have kept sight of their antlers, but I don't know that when they stood, they'd even give me enough to shoot through the yuccas. So it was, it was kind of just a, it was a tough spot. And I knew I had a, I didn't know, but I had a pretty good feeling about them working back to the alfalfa because they had just you know they hadn't really been buggered they were those those does kind of made them nervous but you know for all they know those does could have been running from a coyote but anyway those does came across and it got all those bucks up and we're maybe 200 yards from them watching <coughs> and uh sorry i tried to cover it we're maybe 200 yards watching them and they stand up and then they all move down to the bottom and there's there's three bucks there's a wide three-point frame that had a he had a little split on the front of his beam on his right side to make him a four-point and then he had a cheater off of his g2 on his left side really cool buck and you know he's probably 20 you know he's upper 20s wide 27 wide maybe and uh and then there was a just a beefcake of a three-point. Um, beefcake. I like that. <laughs> Freaking beefcake. That deer was so big. He was chunky. And uh, But they all three moved off into the bottom. And I looked down there, I can see a doe and a smaller buck coming up. And they kind of, you know, messed around right there. And by the time they all bedded back down, there was the doe bedded the four point which was the other buck um with them and then the wide buck that i wanted to shoot and then that little buck and the the big bodied three point disappeared and you know i didn't know i tried we tried to get eyes on him and i thought maybe he'd crossed over but also he could have come he could have come towards me and then there because it because it wide right there and they were right at the bottom of the Y. So he could have come towards me and then up that little 
the right side from where we're looking at it the right side would be the east side of the y he could have come up there embedded somewhere which would put him in between those the the buck and us and then being across from him if he was across from him if we came in from the side hill and got kind of next to him he could see back this way so i was kind of i definitely did not want to go down there with without knowing where that other buck right. was and i'm ranging i'm ranging like the little cuts between me and them and you know i think i think i could have got to 80 of them pretty easy going down kind of dropping into the bottom and coming around and popping up but i don't know that i could have gotten any closer than 80 because from that from the the cut between me and him it was 80 yards and that could have popped up there but i also think that that deer knowing now because he, he later came from the left and met back up so him being across there it would have been I, it would have been really tough because yeah. it depends on where he was bedded and we don't and i still don't know exactly where he was bedded i just know that he came across the draw but anyway they all started they all got up more does came in and then they started working up towards the alfalfa well we moved there's two spots where there's trails crossing right at the cottonwoods and then there's a little there's some really old hay bales stacked there some round bales and uh, there's a really good trail that comes out there which and we'd seen them come out there before and but they kind of looked like they were going to come more by the cottonwoods so kyle and i hustled into the cottonwoods and get set up and uh we're watching them come up the draw to us and then all of a sudden two of the does cross like they're going to go back over by the hay bales and were you at the hay bales to begin with no, we were kind of in the middle. There was a okay. spot that I okay. could watch from the fence just out in the wide right. open. Um, and those does looked like they were going to cross and go back over on the trail to the hay bales, which would be downwind of us. So it was either I stay there and keep watching the bucks and those does definitely get our wind or we get around the other side of the hay bales and the does don't wind us, but the bucks probably cross on the other side of the the way they're coming probably on the other side of the cottonwoods which is 90 yards from us so we ended up running around and getting behind the hay bales and uh those two does come up across the fence they're standing like right on the other side of the hay bales from us like 25 yards and we can just see their heads sometimes like pop up of the hay bales and then all the other deer start coming out on the other side of the cottonwood trees and they're popping out i'm ranging like 100 115 90 and all these other deer come out and the so the four point the big four point the bigger four point the uh small four point and the just huge bodied three point all come out with some does and they just feed right into the alfalfa and i'm like waiting like well, where's the other buck and he doesn't show he doesn't show he doesn't show we have them at like 115 and i think we could have crawled into range except for we got these two does literally on the other side of the hay bales from us and they're still there and they're still there they okay. just they're just sitting there they haven't committed to the alfalfa field and so we wait and wait and wait 
And I'm like, where the heck is this other buck? I know where he is. And <laughs> I think CJ knew where he was. But we're so we're sitting there, and then finally we're kind of like, well, screw it, because he hasn't shown up. So we went around the backside, and, and we ended up bumping those does, and they ran out into the field. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> so they run out into the field and they kind of bump those, all the deer that are already in the field, but they bump them away from apparently where the other, where the other buck is. And so that was all good. So we, we, we basically get crawled back up to our spot and then Levi's and I are texting and he's like, well, CJ's going after that other buck. So then I crawl back up there. And I can see, and he just pretty much walked back down the hill, embedded in the same, pretty close to the same place, or even lower. All by himself. All by All himself. Bedded down. So, let's now, scenes change, we go to CJ. Because we are on the other side, watching this buck going, why would we sit here and watch? And the we that are watching it are the three most impatient people in this entire camp, led by the most impatient person in this <laughs> um, entire camp. I, I, so it's not easy to I, talk I would, to us I, into I, doing I prefer yeah, I prefer I, when I got down I'm there. decisive. I don't prefer impatient. I prefer yeah. decisive. As yeah. soon as I get back down the hill, Trevin says, that buck's better than and we're going to go after it. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't have to ask me. Was that before or okay. after you had to pull the cactus out of your leg? That was after. Yeah. I think we was pulling the painful. cactus out while we was talking about that. Yeah, that looked painful. Well, he's in a position. Nobody cares about your cactus. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. He's in a position. We're in a position. And I don't know if those bucks are up top. I can't, we can't see up top. We know those deer went up there. We know you're up there somewhere. So we're assuming, well, maybe you're crawling on them. I mean, there's a lot going on. So, uh, and we did say, well, if we bump him, he's, he's gonna still going to go up he's gonna, towards the tent. He's going to go right up towards him. You know, you know that was our that was our built-in excuse. Really that was really our justification. That was our plan. Was right. like we don't know if he's going to get up in right. time to give Tanner light enough to shoot. Right. So we <laughs> need to help Tanner. And and the and the it's evening about helping Tanner. The evening is getting on. So we move in. Um, you climbed up. Got. Where did you go? Went up to a cedar tree. You got up. And got up there, lens. right, so you could get with the long lens. You and I went to a spot where we knew we we were safe. Yeah, we kind of like peeked around a corner. Y'all look like ants is what y'all look like. Yeah. Because I look back at y'all, and y'all come to the corner, and y'all back up. And y'all start to go back towards where we came from and come back. Went back to the corner and back. Y'all like done it well, two or three times. Well, it's because we were trying to check our angle because yeah. we had to cross the wide open. There just wasn't any way that we could completely block his head. So yeah. right. when we made our decision, it was the grass is tall. We can still see his head, but we're going to belly crawl, or at least one of us is going to belly yeah. crawl across all the way over there and get up. The other one's just going to kind of scoot across it. But. Well, what what happened, let's be honest, that was, was that yeah. I watched his head with my binoculars as I filmed you belly crawl across that opening. It was to, at least, what, 300, 400 yards It long? was probably 40 yards. Um, <laughs> and, and then when he didn't even turn his head... I ended up starting to get down to belly crawl, and then I glassed him. Well, crud, you couldn't even see his, the top of his head. 
all you could see was his antlers. And I'm like, well, I can just crawl regular. So I just crawled across. What was what was really funny is when y'all was, I couldn't see him. Because I was belly crawling. No, it was, oh. before you took off belly crawling, I'm looking at the buck and I look back at y'all and I can't find y'all. And this is when y'all kind of backed up a little bit. Oh, right. He had turned and looked completely away. He was looking towards the cottonwoods. And I was trying to find y'all to be like, this is the time. He's looking completely away. You can get across. And then by the time you start belly crawling, he moved again. So we get across. We were safe. And then we had, what, 100 yards to go? Yeah, and you did a really, I'll give you credit, you did a really good job of knowing exactly which one of those cuts because it always looks different. You have to have experience, and I just don't have enough experience in this terrain to really remember what it should look like when you get down there closer to it. The only reason I know that is because I've screwed it up so many times (laughs) to where I will go up the wrong cut, and I'm like, oh, shoot, and I, I pop up, and I'm like, oh, I'm... 100 yards still or worse yet so five yards. i find a a another mark or another yucca or whatever on that bank that i want to cut go up the cut and then i look across and i find something else mm. so i have two references and then so i knew exactly where i went where i wanted you to go up well you called it we got right to that point and then just slipped up that hill and he's kind of on a flat yeah so bedded on a flat which you had seen him uh, Tanner and and so we're actually coming up the draw with these little fingers going up and and this finger wasn't very deep it was probably 10 12 yards deep and then it went up onto that flat it was steep it was really it steep cut very yeah. far back into the main and we didn't even take our shoes off no because we had just enough wind um so I stayed at the bottom knowing that Levi was filming from across the way with the long lens, I stayed at the bottom and just filmed you. Yep. And explain what you saw because it was interesting. What I saw and what with your body language, very different. Now we've seen the footage. It all adds up. So there was one yucca plant up there, and I crawled up to it. And I'm trying to, you know, you're always, you don't want to stick your head up too far. You don't want to blow him out, whatever. And you're trying to find where the buck is. And I'm looking, looking, and for some reason, I, something caught my eye up on the ridge, and there's a couple of does that came over, and they're, like, looking down at him. So I feel like I'm pinned by them, because if I keep moving too much, they're going to see me. But I still need to find the buck, because I know as time's wearing on, he's just going to naturally stand up, even if I didn't spook him. And so I'm working around, working around. I finally kind of figure out, I think I saw the buck, but he was standing, but I had moved around, and my bow was off to the side so i had to get my bow back and i get my bow and when i had seen the buck he was already standing and he was kind of facing the does but he was i'm going to say straight across in front of me so i'm getting my bow and you're trying to stay low and that grass is tall and i've got grass like between my knock and my string and i just got a lot going on i finally get all that and i'm trying to signal you about those does before all that but you finally understood what I meant by that. And by the time I get ready to draw and come up over the grass, the buck's not there anymore. He has moved up to the left, and all my focus was straight in front of me. But when I come up, I don't come all the way up. I don't draw because I see him. He's too far away for me to shoot. And he's just standing there, of course, looking at me. But <clears throat> later when we watched the footage, I realized when he got up, he actually came closer to me. That would have been a good thing for me to have known and been and, ready for And, and you're, when you're – he was – we figured he was 28 yards bedded. Mm-hmm. We ranged it, um, and when you're that close, 
it, and of course, mule deer. One of their main defenses is their hearing. Mm-hmm. They just you you can't get away with a lot. And whether it was you bringing your bow up, whether it was just an adjustment of your knee, who knows? But there's one point in that video, and his head just turns around, and then he stands up. I always feel like you have this time, this window of time, when you get within. 40 yards of one of those bedded bucks you just have a window of time before it goes wrong and you try to get everything done in that it's just like you just can't stand there forever that's how i feel and it's something about deer in general me and somebody else talking about this the other day it was like they just have that sixth sense just kicks in after just a while. kicks in because i I had that happen to me with, with some deer the other day that's coming in right at me and for no reason everything was perfect they just stopped and looked right towards my direction and just decide to turn around. It's just like their sixth scent just kicks in for some reason. Yeah. Deer just they just have it for some reason. Yeah, but we're, we're forgetting the main purpose of this stalk, which was to gently push right. that buck. Yes. and I think town. that's I think that's the important thing. Um, it was a great encounter. It was. We like to refer to that as catch and release. <laughs> that's a great footage from uh-huh. Levi up on top. You can yeah. see all the mistakes I'm good, playing. Great with. buck. Great. I mean, phenomenal buck. Probably the best buck we've seen out here. Um, in probably a hundred years, um, and then, and I don't then, know if I'd go that far. He no. was tremendous. He was tremendous. Um, I don't, have we said CJ's using a recurve? He's not using the regular compound. That's true. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's he verify could, that. He could have killed that deer with another bow. I would probably. definitely would have felt like I had a chance. Yeah. 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 When he was standing when he, there, when he went further up, mm-hmm. you probably could have. So. At that juncture, he stood there. You stayed. You kept pretty composed. I'm sure your back was starting to spasm because you kind of hunched down. And he stood there for a while. Mm-hmm. And then finally he worked off, turned around, looked again, worked off. Then he kind of came back, went back, yeah, came back, yeah. and finally went off. And then finally went off. And that's when we felt, well, I hope Tanner's in a good position. Yeah. Again, we don't <laughs> know we exactly. Have done this perfectly for yeah, we've set this up. If you're if you're going to funnel deer, this is how you funnel deer. And then he got about 150 yards out and then turned around and then just started doop, 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 hopping on down right towards where we, using air quotes here, assumed Tanner was going to be. Tanner is wide open under the basket waiting on the ball for the layup. That's correct. And, and, I'm, and I'm texting, you better make your move. He's headed your way. You better make your move. Now, yeah. mind you, real quickly, I say this every time in Nebraska that we talk about how we text each other communicate understand it is completely a hundred percent legal for electronic communication even radios as long as you are not in a vehicle a ie a truck a airplane or a boat so when we're communicating with each other we're out in the thick of things communicating it's a hundred percent legal so. Also, I never looked at any of his texts. Yeah. <laughs> so because I could see, I I could, you could see, see the, the deer. I could see the deer bedded. It was yeah. worth the try. I could see the deer bedded. I could not see CJ or you. I could see him bedded. Right. Once, once he told me that they're they're making a move. I went and back. Your first thought about that was. My first thought was, well, he's going to come now because they're <laughs> definitely going to blow him out. And <laughs> so I got back to the spot where I could see closer to the hay bales and I watched him bedded. And then, you know, I'm sitting there watching him, watching him. And then you can tell he knows something's up. And then he gets up and then he moves up the hill. And then as soon as he 
moved up the hill far enough because there's kind of a ridge because I'm looking down one side of this Y and the cottonwoods are, the, are on the other side and he's kind of going to move that way. So he disappears behind this little hill and then I just ran over the cottonwoods. And as soon as I got to the cottonwoods, crawled up through there, I, I could see him again at the top of the hill. So I sat there and watched him and watched him with Kyle. And, and how, how far would you, I mean, you're assuming if he's going to come your way, how far would he, are you thinking he's going to come? I mean, is there a trail that you think he's going to drop down well, on? I, I saw, I kind of saw where the other deer had, uh, had come across the fence and I, I, uh, thought that it was about 40 yards from, uh, from the cottonwoods mm. and I, I had a, there was a fence post that was much taller than the rest that I, uh, ranged and it was right at 40. There was a little hump in front of me that was at 18, and so I had those two ranges for reference, and so I'm assuming that he's going to come there, except for the does that popped up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. The does that came over the hill above you guys, Yeah. when they took off, they went the other way. Yeah. And so at that, when I saw that, I was like, oh. Crap. That's kind of the beauty of our move. We separated him exactly, from the herd. Yeah. We like to prefer to to, to keep that. Yeah, we wanted you to have the single deer yeah. instead Just so of you can focus yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah, so that made me nervous. I'm like, do not follow them, and so and I, and in my opinion, I think he heard something because he was standing up there looking like like he would at a coyote or something because mm -hmm. like he clearly didn't clearly didn't know. But not like a whitetail would look at a coyote. Right? I, don't, I have no idea how white does look at coyotes. <laughs> and uh, so he obviously didn't smell you guys because he had just left. Right. But, which probably, which was probably better that he didn't smell you because it probably would have been, I don't know if I'd had time. Right. We talk about bumping these deer and stuff, but my favorite text of the whole thing was after we bumped them through your bucks the first time and we were <laughs> concocting plans on them. I mean, a minute-by-minute minute basis, there's a new plan. And somebody texts you like, hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, no, you've done enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think me. Yeah. He said, you've done enough. I said, oh, just wait. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so anyway, he's sitting up there, and he's looking, keeps looking back down the hill, and then finally he's just had enough, and he, and he comes. Well, he's freaking out of trot. And so he's getting closer and closer and closer. And he was, and so I pulled my rangefinder out and he covers from, you know, maybe a, just under 200 yards down to a hundred. And then he's, you know, at 60, probably 60, 70 yards and across the fence. And I think I ranged him one time at like 50 something as he's, but he's just trotting. And so he's getting to where he's almost across the fence. And I just slipped my rangefinder back into my the pouch and the little hump in front of me he kind of goes below that a little bit and he jumps the fence and i i i thought that he jumped very close to my my uh 50 yard 40 yard oh your 40 yard post fence post mm. maybe just like five yards on this side i think looking back at the footage he was closer than that he was more like 30. i got you and he jumps the fence and I come to full draw as he 
as he disappears basically behind that little hump, I come to full draw and he runs out and I, I try to stop him and I, with a little meh, he doesn't stop. And so I do it again and he stops. And so at this point I'm like, well, that's, I thought he, I thought he jumped about 40 and I'm like, I think he's a little past 40. So I put my 40 pin a little bit high and pull through. It seemed like it took forever for my freaking shot to go off. And right as I shoot, he kind of starts to move again, but he starts to kind of turn away and run like more east, I think. So he's kind of turning as my arrow's in flight and it just right over the top of him. Mm. And I'm like, oh. And I knew immediately, I was like, frick, he was closer than that. And I think even the way he's turning, I think if I'd have been low, I think it probably would have hit him quartered away probably would have been a stellar shot if I had <laughs> just you know maybe held the 40 at the bottom instead of at his, put the 40 on his heart. yeah mm-hmm. so as you like to say you didn't really miss your shot you just no, I, missed I, your I hit exactly where I was aiming I just was not aiming in the correct place <laughs> <laughs> so that was and, and it wasn't I don't know I was I kept laughing because it was just the fact that it worked out after that long and you know it 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 paid off the way that i the way that i hunted it paid off because we could have we could have ran in there and bumped him and i don't i don't think i i don't think i could have got close enough two of us could have got close enough but it was i don't know i just i could not stop laughing the whole time because i was just like of course, I freaking just whiff after. I, t- I texted him when I seen the buck go over. I was like, well, he moved. Because I seen you when you was to the west of the cottonwoods. Yeah. And I looked up. Right when the buck took off, I looked up my glass, and you went by the cottonwoods. I mean, you went to the west. I was like, well, he had to move. Yeah. So, well, maybe he got to the cottonwoods. But from my angle, it still looked like when he crossed the fence, he was going to be like 80 to 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, he's probably not going to get a shot anyway. And then I look up again, and I see you going out in the field. I'm like, oh, he definitely shot. And I look down at my text, and he's like, I definitely airballed. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I just I just had to laugh. Sometimes, I mean, he just, he just got you the best of me. You can't take this too serious. The no. one thing I will say is you felt in your gut from the, from the beginning when you found those bucks that they were going to come up that evening. Yeah. They were going to come up to the alfalfa fields. And, and it, they did. It's hard. It is. It is hard to wait out that long. Yeah. Because we, I, I could have made move, and maybe, I mean, maybe could have got a shot, but it would have been. It was definitely in my mind low percentage. This was a higher. And percentage. I'm like, you know, we. To me, this is a higher percentage, yeah. and I'm here yeah. to. I'm here to kill a buck. So. Well, I, we're talking yesterday. We, you have decisions to make that you have to make quickly out here, and some of them are going to be wrong. Yeah. Some of them are going to be right Mm -hmm. but that's where you go and so that kind of finished off day that was really our first day first full day with cj friday yeah that was saturday Saturday. the next day when we got up it was so foggy right or was it clear no it was kind of foggy it was kind of foggy it wasn't too bad we split up into three different groups right that time that's when we found the three in the south right yeah then then so the so switching to the next day uh, we're split up. You didn't see much where you were at. You ended up going and joining CJ and Kyle, where you guys were glass, and you had picked up some bucks, and we picked up some bucks on the north, uh, south end. We had actually one, and he was just 
running a bunch of does around down there like crazy. And he would pop up, disappear, does would pop up. He would dis and he kind of went this one direction crossing over where we could see him just over the top of a few mm -hmm. cuts down through there. And, of course, you know, I'm a big fan of having snoops find deer. Right, right. So we were like, we really need snoops over here to find this deer. But, you know, I'm not quite as picky as you guys are about the mule deer. So I'm like, he's probably not something snoops is going to get excited about. So Kyle came up with the idea of let's just tell snoops it's a really big deer and he'll come over here to find it. And then when he finds the small deer... We'll just act like we don't know what happened to the big deer, but we'll go after the small deer. See, and that's a brilliant plan. I thought it was really yeah. good. I, yeah. I give Kyle all the credit for that. So that's basically what happened. Snoops goes down there, and like 15 minutes later, he's found him. That's, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, and, and, and in the meantime, we found uh, what we would call a good trad buck, too. Um, A.K.A. Little. <laughs> <laughs> What I meant, what what I was trying to say, was we found one in good position, in a spot uh, that we felt like you could get on. And uh, yeah, he wasn't that big. He was inside his ears. He was barely a four. He's not little, but he really wasn't that big. Yeah, but you would have shot him happily. Okay, happily. so so there we I are. I never even saw him, and I'll tell you, I would have yeah. shot him. And so, with that being said, we end up thinking what do we do here you guys are like hey we got a buck we're gonna go kill him we're like do you want us to come because here we are sitting on this other buck um and we had left him but we, found we had to take the care last, of the last text i got from levi is yeah we're at camp so i was like well, what the frick are they doing <laughs> well, we've only been there for like maybe four minutes <laughs> we were but that's we the were... only text i got i was like okay well they're at camp so well we were at camp because i had had a a, a situation where i needed to talk to a man about a horse and oh. we were so close to camp so we came back here uh, we took care of that business, and then we, we went didn't. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't take care of that business. I took care of the business. Went back, sat back on him. Sure enough, hadn't moved. Um, and then that's when we hear, "Hey, we're gonna go kill him." Well, in the when Snoops found him the first time, he wasn't bedded yet. But then he popped up and oh. dropped into this little cut. And Kyle and I could see him then where Snoops couldn't. And we kind of kept an eye on that. And we worked closer and never could pick him up. He never came out of it that we could tell. And so we were we were actually walking back, going back to the truck to go to, the, to your side. And Tanner being Tanner, he's just up ahead looping into these little cuts every now and then. And he comes out of one and he goes, I found him. He's in that same draw. He's bedded here. Okay. It looks like he's in a really good place. And we still had the text at camp on our minds. Like, we didn't really know what y'all were doing. Right. So you think we're at camp, so you guys just took the fight to him. Yeah. He's in a good spot. And it wasn't a and bad he, yeah, play. Yeah, he's in a really good spot. I I think he's in a better spot than than your buck. Not that he could not have got close mm -hmm. to this buck over here, but that was it was such a steep bank down there. And we and so this buck is laying away from any banks in the bottom of this draw and there's these ledges above him and it's not very steep down to him, so you're not gonna be in sight of him you're kind of coming out like flat and then peeking over the edge and he's just going to be right there under 20 yards and he's in but he's in the sun he's in the sun so i'm like this, he's not gonna stay there he's long. probably not gonna stay there he's bedded in the wrong on the wrong side for the wind that we had and that's just because he's a young buck and stupid 
and <laughs> and so I'm like, this is AKA a tread bug, and I'm like, this is perfect. We we sh- let's go kill him, and yeah, so we get around there, and I mean, we got right above him. Yeah, and like, we like walk to the edge and like. Yeah, it's, it's like Snoop held my hand up there to him, and he's like, "Okay, there he is. You see him." Pats me on the head and goes back off. He probably really did do that. Didn't he, he probably did, yeah. And, and he's so got he, the decoy. He's got the decoy and the long lens. No, 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 no long no, lens. No, no. Just the no, decoy. No, no, no. So you went to the opposite side. Well, he actually dropped down into the bottom and was just. Our plan was he was he got up on the off ridge and he gave me a signal to give him when I was in position and felt good mm-hmm. for him to walk the decoy across. Right. So we did <laughs> kind of ease down there to it. And <clears throat> the buck has a little bit of brush, this block and everything, but his head, you know, it's not like right up against him, but there's no way I can shoot through it. And so I'm looking at the buck just right over the tip, you know, the wind's blowing right over the ledge and, you know, you've, I'm in a good position. I give the signal. I'm more of a bind on this one than I was the one you and I crawled up on just the way it worked out. But, Tanner walks across that bottom with the decoy and it's like I, I don't even know if the buck saw him I couldn't really tell he just did nothing and so Tanner walks all the way across and then he gets up on an off ridge from the buck and starts going up the edge of that ridge up to the top and it's still like I feel like something should have happened but nothing's happened yet and finally the buck stands up but when he stands up he's kind of like not looking directly at Tanner and the decoy he's like got one eye on me one eye on Tanner in the decoy. Do you so. think he saw you out of that? I don't know. When he started coming up, me drawing maybe got his attention to come over or something or turn his head. I don't know. But he's, he stands up, and when he comes up, he obviously sees me because then I think he turns his head and he's looking at me is what my mind remembers. <coughs> I'm at full draw. Sorry. I feel like I've got a, you know, I feel like I'm – you know how it is shooting a trad bow. You've done it enough. Yeah. But, you know, when you make a bad shot, sometimes you're like, as soon as you let go, you know that was a bad shot. Yeah. This felt like a great shot. I really felt like I, you know, I had my composure. I took my time. He stood there for it, and I let it go. But as he runs off, it's obvious the shot is high. And he runs up and over a drain for me, and I lose him. And I think Tanner had him for a little bit longer. So it was just heart-wrenching. I run, Kyle and I run up to the top to try to catch him maybe see where he went or something but we didn't see anything it was just like my first thought was i backstrapped him that's how high it was that no man's land yeah and it was a weird as he runs off and it still perplexes me it's almost like he and i were on the same level and i shot him because the arrow's not angled down into him it's like not quite 100 percent parallel but you weren't you were above him and you were shooting down a very it was a tree stand angle to me is exactly what it was like and it was about i think when tanner came up there and ranged it later it was what 18 yards yeah and your rangefinder's angle compensated so that's exactly what you're shooting but it was heartbreaking and as he runs off i'm just like the shot felt too good for that now how is it angled like there's all these questions in your mind but you know i'm the one that let the arrow go it's my fault where it goes but whether he moves or not, it's irrelevant. One of the, uh, the the crazy thing about the whole scenario was we didn't have a secondary camera to look at that angle to mm-hmm. see where the shot was to review that, and cu- we've been having some issues with a camera that doesn't lock in, like the lens doesn't lock in, um, and when. Uh, the footage is great. You can see the buck, and there you are. You stand up. You get ready. It's rock and roll. And then when the buck goes to stand up, that's the end of the clip. And come to find out, Kyle had 
was just lifting the camera. It disconnected, which resets, basically resets the camera. So basically, it's like you just turned it off and turned it back on again. Mm-hmm. And um, and then didn't the record button didn't get immediately pushed because of the fact that he's just picking it up to 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 get a little higher to see the shot. And that you know that's what you do when you deal with with cameras is you're throwing another thing into the mix. And we do the best we can. I have a question uh, for you. Mm-hmm. You guys have done this way more than I have. So I stood up. The buck never saw me stand up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's more stable, comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm clearing all the brush to shoot. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, Kyle is standing up behind me. So me standing up, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit, I'm closer to the buck. I'm going to be a little bit taller. But should I have, if I had stayed squatted down on my knees when that buck stood up, would I have been in a better position or did it really matter? I don't think it matters. He's going to see me either way yeah. when he stands up. Yeah, Kyle, you were standing up, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so you have him standing up. You stood up. If anything, if he's depending upon how the buck's looking, you can actually block him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but again, you still have that. I mean, that that it's just a you got to get the shot. You got to be able to make the shot. So that's the deal. I think you were probably more comfortable being able to stand. And, and yeah, because he was turning his head some every now and then, and I was right. squatting down. One time, I actually had to take the tip of my bow and put it on the ground because I couldn't move anything else to kind of steady me because that wind was right. ripping at one right. point up there. And that's the that's the great equalizer is the wind out here. People mm-hmm. don't realize it that you know people hate wind. Like last night, we're sitting here trying to sleep, and it's I mean the wind was whipping, and this, the wall tent is just wah, wah, wah. But out when you're stalking mule deer. That's it's your, your best, best friend. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get away with so much. So that deer runs off, and we spend a few hours, and we find what? Nothing. Zero blood. Zero blood. And, and then we even backed out, went back in three, four hours later, and spent till dark looking looking for blood. And found uh-huh. zero. And found zero. So for me, you do the best you can. I think we all felt like we exhausted yeah because we when we came back we systematically went up the draw that our best guess mm-hmm. indicated he went in and searched every single one of those for then, blood yeah then we went over the next draw and did the same thing coming right. down and then you guys went remembered where a stock tank was or a pond or whatever and you guys went to look at that and i went back around on the okay mm-hmm. maybe he did exactly what we didn't think he did right maybe he doubled back somehow yeah right so, so we're we're trying to we're trying to check all our options and we did i felt really positive about the fact that we got into uh or we we investigated every possibility mm-hmm. so uh then does somebody have a phone on them i don't Just, mine's right here you, Oh my goodness. We're getting interference on some some for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Uh anyway, so we did the best we could. I I felt good about it. The next morning though we were gonna still keep glassing. Because but it was a little foggy the next morning. Yeah, the next morning was really foggy. I got up early thinking, okay, this is basically our last full day because you have to Today is Tuesday. Yeah. You got to catch a plane. You got to be out of here by eight this morning. Yep. We're gonna head back in, check a few things out, which we'll get to in a bit. And it's one of those things that 
you really have to just wait. You can't. It's so foggy. You're not like, okay, well, I can only see. No, we couldn't see across the freaking. We couldn't see 100 yards. Mm-mm. And that lasted till really about 1 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was rough. It was rough. It was really foggy. And we broke up. When it finally cleared enough, we broke up into two teams. After literally being uh, cooped up in camp all morning and probably uh, halfway crazy. We were a little stir crazy. Oh, yeah. Mostly yeah. you. but well, Absolutely mostly you. Yeah. Yes. 100% you. But we know, we'll take okay. that. We'll be a so, part of that um, if you want. <laughs> I was stir crazy. Um, a little loopy. Head out. You guys went across, and this time Kyle went with me to the east side. Levi was done. He said, I'm done. I'm done with being with Trevin. I need a little relief. Needed some intelligent conversation, didn't you? Hey, team, baby. <laughs> so you guys, right away, did you right away pick up that deer? Well... Yeah, so I was glassing across there, and oh, that's right, you I, you saw that whitetail. Well, I saw a mule deer, and I think the one that you spotted was too easy. That's why I didn't see that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gla- I glass up this buck's butt in this yellow grass at like a mile and a half, and we're like looking at this buck, and then a whitetail pops out right there, and we're like, oh, look at this, and then CJ's like, hey, what about this deer right in front of us? And I was like, huh. <laughs> Never even saw that one. And he's just standing out in the weeds like... Is that how I sound? Yeah, he's like, oh, like, hey, how about this deer right there in front of us? Is that a good... Uh, what buck is that? We want to shoot that one? And I was like, yes, yeah, CJ, I guess. But, but turns out we'd already seen that buck. Yeah, it turns that out. was the one I shot the day before. Which, how far are we from where you shot? <sighs> Would you say a mile and a half? No, not that far. I don't think it's that far, but it's... It's a, a, it's, it's a mile, close to a mile. We wouldn't have ended up walking there looking for my buck. I don't think we would have ever gotten there. There's too much broken country between right. where I shot him and And there. you literally watched that buck Which stand the bu- there The buck for... is further than we were. So, I mean, the buck is over a mile. Yeah. Easily and how from... far, how long did he stand there in the same exact spot? Like, he stood there so long, it was it was weird. And you knew it was the same buck because... We could see a mark on his back, but then when he eventually turned, I think... I think you were looking at him through the spotting scope yeah. of your big binoculars one, and when he turned, you could still see my arrow in him. And it's high. Yeah. It's dangling, though. It's not like it's any, like, stuck in him real bad. Yeah. It's dangling, like, you can tell it's hanging on by the broadhead, and that's it. Yeah, and the and the exit <clears throat> side is really is high, like... Like it was like even. It's a, like it's a backstrap. Like, you were standing there shooting him on a football field uh, right yeah which is so weird and i don't know the only thing that makes sense is when that buck stood up and you shot he had to have been turning so fast that it gave that angle a flat shot pretty much had to i mean that's the only thing i mean unless you like hit the edge of a vertebrae and your fletching's like blue i mean and it kicked like i don't know you didn't hit a yucca did you no there was no yucca (laughs) no yuccas no yuccas well how long before you guys decided let's go kill him? Or no, oh, no. How I, long before he bedded? How long before you responded? Yeah, that was the more important thing. You were like in a hole somewhere and didn't have service. You were looking for bucks. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was heading southeast 
down the fence line just trying to glass up something for us to have a play on. There was no doubt once we saw that that was my buck, that was what our concentration was going to be, because that's the only that's the only thing you can do in that situation. But we waited on you guys to come over there and then hatched a plan, and he had vetted at that point. Down in he's the out in this, I don't know what that stuff is. It, it almost looks a little bit like a skinny milo or something, but it's some kind of weed, I guess. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a big, tall, stalked. Just I don't know what it is, but and he was weeds in the in grass, there. like yeah, yeah. And the way in. he'd acted up to this point, you know, he hadn't moved. He stood in that one spot for so long, and then when he bedded, he was just like done. So, you know, you kind of start. I start thinking he's, you know, from the south we'd say he stove up real bad. You know, he's not going to want to move a whole lot. He's going to hold that position and you know, hopefully, let you get away with something to get close to him. So. We hatched a plan, as always. There's a lot of debate back and forth and scheming. We, the, the plan was finally to move in, set Kyle up on the long lens so he could see everything. Uh, Levi come in with us. I was going to take my compound in case the shot was over what you were comfortable with the recurve, and I was going to get another arrow in it. Yeah, because we wanted to do whatever we could to, to, to finish, finish him off clean up my mess right. if you and will. we because we thought he the way he stood there he was pretty as you said stove up mm -hmm. um well we also thought let's incorporate the decoy if we need it let's yeah. crawl as bessie the black movie yeah as close as we can so you kind of led the way with bessie kind of on the ground mm -hmm. just moving 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 and we got I mean, it, it took was, a while. But we were, how far were we when we popped up the decoy? What did we say that was, 50? We I, thought it was, we I, th think, I think it was closer I than 50. I think it 50. was like 45 I yards. think it was okay. closer than 40, uh, yeah. Because but again, all we can see are the tips of his antlers right. at this point. And at one point, he looks like his head is down. And I'm continuing to think, oh, man, this, this deer is hurt. Yeah. He's hurt. We need to put him out of his misery. And what it was, was he was just snoozing. We got to 35 yards. We, yeah, we ended up, I mean, our our thought process there was we were as close probably as we could get crawling. We, we, may, we may could have crawled closer, but the thing that I was afraid of is that when he sees us and we're all, we're just crawling towards him, that that's going to be a much worse reaction than if he looks up and there's a cow. Right. So we were like, we thought it was further, but ended up being, you know, probably 45 yards. And I'm like, my opinion was that we should probably use the cow from this point. Because if he's going to see it, that's, I think that's we our best. We want to see it further best, out. A best chance. Yeah, we don't want it to be like right there. And we want, when him, him when he sees it, not to just like blow out. Because I think, I think we could have got closer crawling and we might have crawled to 20 yards. But we still would have had no shot. But I think we wouldn't have had a shot. And when he gets up, my opinion, he's going to be gone real fast. And so we popped up the cow and we started moving closer and closer. And he really was didn't pay that much attention until we got to like in, inside of 40, I would, I would say. And then he, you know, he started, he, he kind of looked over and his ears perked up towards us. And, yeah. and at this point I'm expecting to see when he stands, I'm expecting it to be labored and awkward and struggling to get up that's what my mind is preparing and he's me. gonna stand up and go what the heck you yeah, know wobble and, a little bit yeah get his and feet i'm under. gonna you know at this is 35 yards it's your shot it's my point. shot i'm gonna come to full draw and i'm gonna let the air out of him and be done yeah we're gonna end this right 
That's not what happened. No. I could, and I, I was peeking around the edge with the range finder, and I think I hit 34 yards on his forehead as he's looking, and that's pretty much all I could see was, like, the right side of his forehead, this black mark, and then his, or the left side. Yeah, and his left antler. And he's like, I can tell he's just kind of staring at us. And then he freaking jumped up real fast. Yeah, there was no hesitation. He was up and gone. It and wasn't just, like he stood up, looked, and gave you three seconds. If he'd have given you three seconds, because you I were sure, full I was draw, already at full draw. Yeah, you were there. He was gone. Yeah, he just went over it. the fence, just getting it. Two fences. Oh, yeah, and, two and just boing, boing. Yeah, like there was didn't seem to be much labor. And so, unfortunately, that's where that story ends because we never saw him again. Right. Well, he looked like because we after we watched it and looked it on the video too, he looked like he was hurt. But after seeing all that and all of us kind of agreeing that the broadhead was the only thing holding that arrow from falling out, I don't think he's like gonna die within the next couple of days. Hurt. You know what I mean? Like, it's not one of those shots that you're going to be like, well, dang, you know, I wish we could have got him because he's going to end up dying. Now we're not going to find him. I mean, he could die in the future from, you know, winter and stuff like that. But as of right now, he's, I think he's fine, honestly. It's just going to take him a few days to get over the hurt and then be be going again. We've all found deer, buddies killed deer that have broadheads in them. Things go wrong and they survive it. But, you know, that's the one I shot. That's my mess. You just have to own it at a certain point that it's not a perfect world. Things don't work out that way. He might yeah. recover. He might not. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. You, you, I say it all the time. It's a, this is a full contact sport. And, um, you know, things happen. It's not an excuse. It's the truth. It's the truth. And it's not like we got our bow out three weeks ago and started shooting it right before the season. You know, this is a group of guys that shoot all year long that, um, you know, if you're listening to this and, you, and, and you're one of those ones that's saying, well, you know, I would have done this. You know, maybe you would have. And God bless, I hope you would have done something just a little bit different. But for us, it happens in such a quick amount of time. You make the decision. You, you, you lean on your instincts. You lean on your training. You lean on your your skill level and and you go and sometimes that's not enough the most important thing for me is i i've had to learn the hard way where my barrier is right and when you sometimes that barrier is not yard it's just, even with a stick bow everything's close but sometimes 20 yards is too far right. you just have to feel it and i've you know through years of shooting stick bows i finally gotten to where i won't break that anymore i won't let right. my ego push me past that and what's so heartbreaking to me is this shot just felt so good and I you were setup. in your zone yeah i was in my zone i you know i had my routine i didn't flub the shot i didn't right. flick yeah. it i didn't right not hit full draw well the good the good news is we know this deer's going to survive I mean, we're pretty sure he's yeah. going to survive. He's he's got some odds in his favor for that, but and, you never know. And he was moving well, so he's not going to sit there and end up get a coyote, you know, that's going to drag him down and 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 go that way. Um, you know, there's always winter. There's always different things, but that's that's just nature in 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 general. So, but the hunt doesn't end there. The hunt doesn't end there, but this podcast will, because we're an hour and ten minutes. Mm. And we're getting close to a time of you got to get on the road. Yes. 
So we're going to come back. We've got uh, uh, we've got more to talk about, but we're going to get CJ on the road, and we will come back with the part two of this baby. Um, so don't miss it. Thanks for listening, and we'll ta- we will uh, we'll fill you in on all the rest of the details soon. <laughs>